Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Let's go. Wait, wait. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 342 or 3 or 4. 42. And I am here, as always, with the feverish Fenero. What up, what up? We're still alive. We're we're out there. We're kicking it. The great eight. We got hate. Hate. The, I don't the have great any. eight. The eight debate. There's no debate. Go. Eight's a great rhymer, isn't it? So we're what is this, the great eight? All right. That for twenty twenty three. Is that yeah. something is that what you deemed this? Did yeah, I say I like that it. right or yeah. wrong? That's close enough. Yeah. What did you say? I just said top eight. You just made it sexier. <laughs> top eight for 2023. But yeah, I thought great you, eight. I thought you said something. No, no, no. I thought no. you said that. Oh, I might have. <laughs> I'm going to find where you said that and show it to you now. <laughs> I believe you. You're probably right. So I'll take credit for that. The great two eight. or three things here. So this is 2023 seasonal. Yep, yep. We both wanted to make our lists separately. Correct. And then... We wanted to conclude and have one list for the show. Consensus. Um, are there any more things? And then we, but then our list ended up having the same guys on it anyway. Which Short of a little awesome. tweaking of like confusion, Where? whether it was going to be super flex or one quarterback. Our lists were near mirrored each other without even having to really talk about it. So this might be. A more agreeable show. <laughs> some of you like that. Some of you don't. Feverish won't. We'll just keep rhyming. <laughs> so. Very nice. Anyway. Feverish, I made a trade. Can I talk to you about a trade I made super quick? You can always talk to me about a trade that you make. Can I? Yes, please. Okay, super quick. Because it's one of those, like, it's done. This is a done deal. I sent the nice. trade. But it's one of them where after it's accepted, you're like, ah, okay, you know, like, <laughs> So it's a done deal. So anyway, I traded away David Montgomery and J.K. Dobbins and Chris Moore. I know who cares, but I'm going to fold details. And what I got back was Jameson Williams, Cortland Sutton, Mm. and Hassan Haskins. (laughs) That's the trade. You, in my opinion, got rid of riskiness. And got some some players that uh, like Sutton. I think it's Sutton's value is a little low right now, so that's a buy for me. Sutton, I love mm-hmm. that buy. Uh, I was buying Sutton last year. That didn't go well for me, but I feel I feel pretty good about Denver this year. I dude, I have don't want to jinx that one because I'm starting to have this like weird feeling about Sutton too, uh-huh. like in a good way. Like <laughs> you've been burned. Yes, you have some yeah. Sutton, and you yeah, and you're acquiring more Sutton. But I I, I kind of dig it. And Jameson Williams is the, the the prize in this in this uh, the guts. Our people will argue that it's Dobbins, but uh, Dobbins got a lot going on right now, which I think is why you jumped in the pool. I, I think like Dobbins is somebody I'm kind of scouring through my teams and trying to move on from yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he's he's been a rough guy to wait on, that's for sure. And you kind of mentioned it too before the show when we were talking, and the part we we said a lot, but <laughs> the part where 
you you kind of said like he's going for it now. Um, gosh, I forget the, the exact verbiage you used, but the conclusion ended up being like, what is he? What has he really done to deserve yeah. it or have that leverage? Perfectly said. Yep, that's what to I actually hold out. And both of you and I, to be fair, we agree that these running backs are underpaid and the contracts, like something has to happen. I, I think it's very unfair for yep. running backs, but nevertheless, that's the world that mm-hmm. we're working in. That's the market. And I haven't seen it work out too many times for running backs where they have a holdout and, and they come back. I mean, I, I don't know. You got to be smoking a lot of weed if you think you're Ricky Williams. <laughs> yeah. But there's just, a lot of risk on that side of the trade. I like that you, you transfer that risk to another team. So now, I mean, it didn't work out with Le'Veon Bell. Now we're no. starting to be worried about Barkley. Mm-hmm. We have Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. We have Fournette. Um, Fournette without a job. Melvin yeah. Gordon without a job. Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott without a job. The great James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Cut. Without a job. I know we had to throw that in for me. <laughs> and, then the, and then the ones that are signing swags aren't getting much money. Like we said, market's low. Yeah. And, and then you throw in the injury history that Dobbins has and the likelihood that he really breaks out to be what we And, man, I hope we do. Like, I still have yeah. hope for the guy. But I, I'm looking for running back needy teams. And I'm trying to get – I'm trying to either, like, add a little bit and get maybe Najee Harris or something like that. Or mm-hmm. nevertheless, I do think, like, Dobbins is what I wanted out of there. Not to mention David Montgomery, who yep. uh, we'll get to a little bit more, I know, in this show with some Gibbs talk. Yep, yep, yep. But I like it, man. I, I I feel pretty good about that. I know that you you got that that quick accept. So like you know you're you're checking in with your gut, but I think your gut from the argument I just heard still feels pretty damn good about it. I do too. Well, and it's tough too because I mean you've been here with me. Yeah, I've I've, I've I know I've, how you play. I know how I've you got play. some crush. I like <laughs> Dobbins is an old crush of mine. Yeah, he is. And I that love really hasn't gone away. I'm just. Not feeling as good about the future of the relationship mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of wanted to let him know before he let me know. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the healthy way to deal with the relationship. So, yeah, well I don't played, know, man. Well I, I want to definitely get rid of some shares if I can. Yeah. No, and makes then sense. To, you move on to other assets that still have that risky feel to it. Like you can still play that narrative. You notice you, you said Sutton by low right now, Jameson's got those suspensions and kind of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, can you trust this player type thing hanging over his head right now? Yeah, he does. And I don't, I'm not too worried about it. Nah. So yeah. Okay. So one more in the box I could hit accept on if I wanted to. Ooh, and then we'll get into this. Um, I'll throw it over to you. So <laughs> my Bryce Young, I have four starting quarterbacks. If we include Bryce Young in this league, just just to throw that out there, my Bryce Young for a twenty twenty first and Mac Jones. You said a twenty twenty first, so is it twenty twenty four? 2024, yeah. Man, I don't want to go back to 2020. <laughs> Did I just do that to us? Yeah, 2024 first. And Mac. Mr. Mac Jones or Bryce Young? I, I personally probably want to have Bryce Young now. 
I feel That's a tough one. Yeah, that one is hard for me. I think I think it's the now. It's the now versus the maybe. Um, like I think I'm just going to get. I'm going to know whether I lost or won this trade in in six months. Where I feel like Mac Jones could have a similar or better year than he had last year, and we'd still be down on Mac Jones. He needs to he needs to have a pretty good year for us to 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 get value. I think. Well, that but rookie the, year was pretty decent. It was, it was. So, like, which Max Jones shows up, and was that decent for a rookie? And what should he be by now in his third year? Like, it's all that mystery. Uh, but that's how this deal gets done. Um, I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good about New England. What I get excited about quarterbacks. Uh, Fields is one of them, by the way. Where the team starts giving them weapons. Yeah, like, I feel like the team knows. Okay, engage. This guy has it. Let's 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 go. Let's 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 arm the team with what he mm-hmm. needs, and that's what I like about Fields this year for a jump. So I would say they're doing that with Mac Jones, or, or certainly trying. Right? They've had Hopkins in. They're absolutely trying, and so I I don't hate this, but I'm I'm, I'm nervous to do it because that, that's that's a big that's a that's a chip in for Mac Jones for sure. Or all it's your, uh all in move. It's a tough one, you know, because. Yeah. We talk about this all the time and we talk about rookie fever and try, we even, we even talk about trying to avoid it, but mm-hmm. still in our heads, like we have this narrative, uh, myself included, and I don't know how we do it, that we, we have three new starting quarterbacks, three new QB ones, QB ones. I'm saying that, you know, just in our heads, cause that's the narratives we try to make that ceiling. Sure. And then we're even like, and then maybe we have Will Levis. Mm-hmm. And but we know like that. You remember we were doing this a couple years ago, like and now look where like Zach Wilson is and mm-hmm. Trey Lance and Marcus Mariota and Winston. Yeah, those yeah. guys. One hundred one. Sam Darnold. Overall. It, Sam no Darnold. Yep. Yeah, there's so many quarterbacks that get picked up high there. So which one fails? Yeah, I hear you. Which one succeeds? That's, I'm gonna that's roll. I'm gonna right roll now. the dice on the 101 that the NFL picked first and moved a ton of pieces to get. So I, that that's why that one's harder for me is to go away from Bryce Young the 101 in, in the 2023 draft. And I think he's in just a, a fantastic opportunity too. Like I, I just really like the coaching staff and. We need, a, um, we need a quarterback show. He makes me feel. Yeah, I know we do. We 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 both agree that we need that. We got to talk about these quarterbacks at some point. But yeah, I know. So, I mean, and so one more tough. thing, okay? What if both Mac Jones and Bryce Young fail, and then yeah, I at least have that twenty twenty four first? That dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, they could absolutely both fail. I wonder what the probability is of those three situations. I think I would yeah. lean. I think I would lean closer to the both fail, right? Like if you were or put being a poll mediocre, out there, or one of them being mediocre, you know, that's going. I out think that I think <laughs> okay. that Mac Jones has the safer floor. Yes, in the situation, like I think that he could be in this league as a Kirk Cousins or yes. Um, dare I say Matthew Stafford before everybody liked him when he was. In LA, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean, like, he, and, he's, um, and he's mobile enough. Like he's not gonna, he's not a rushing quarterback, but he's he's mobile enough back there. So I think people associate him with Kirk Cousins, like the statue type. But he's he's got a little wiggle when he needs it. I agree with but, you. I agree with you. Solid QB two, where we don't so know what Bryce Young will be. Talking to you about this trade has helped me zero. 
Because I still, I still don't know if I want to accept it. It's still going to sit in my inbox for a minute. I, so that's that's how tough it is for me. Can you? Project? I feel like if I was sitting here on the show and somebody sent that into us, you guys feel free to send us some trades, especially if they involve like rookies or picks in them or some rewinds. We'll do some rookie rewinds mm-hmm. for you. But if I feel like if somebody sent that into the show, I would like. I would I would swag out and I'd be like that's the Mac Jones in the first side like for sure but once it's sitting there in my inbox I'm kind of like huh I don't know if I I think like do I want to just keep Bryce Young right now and see what happens <laughs> or do I want to get out just in case I don't know it's a tough one Yeah it it's so it's, it's not me. always as easy as we make it sound on the podcast. Like I know like those decisions aren't as easy as just being like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. We'll see. Would it change for you if he was your third quarterback? I know at the top you said that you have three other quarterbacks. If Bryce Young was your third, would that change it for you? Would that like, see, then it sounds I think like I'd want the Mac Jones side. Got it. Cause I feel like I, at least, like I said, we'll have a Kirk Cousins type dude. There's somebody that people never really like that much, but he's going to have a job. Got it. I, I don't feel like, um, I'm trying not to say it, Fenero. I feel like Mac Jones has the body type that will withstand more sure. at the position, and I feel like I will have him more times than not. Longevity. Whereas no matter how good Bryce Young is, I think that there's just going to be times where you're disappointed by what just happened to his physical body. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, it's just, he's a little dude, man. It'd be like me being thrown into the ground by those guys. And man, I can't freaking imagine. I can't freaking imagine. I know I'm old and brittle, but I know he's a a smart kid. That's what they're saying, you know? And I think I don't want to misplace that with the fact that he still has to play with other NFL players that are going to want to welcome him to the league. Right. So anyway... This is Dynasty. We do need to care about how long his career is. The Great Eight with no debate. The Great Eight with no debate. That's it. Dude, you should you, you tr- try to remember to bring that trade back up. We'll, I'll have to decide what I'm going to do soon because I'm leaving yeah. this dude hanging. Yeah, you probably should. <sighs> the Great Eight, no debate. I thought you were going to start it. Yeah, so last year's Spags. <laughs> Last year, we had four running backs, three wide receivers, and a QB in last year's top eight. Last year's top eight being Kenneth Walker at the top spot with 292 fantasy points, followed up with surprise running back Tyler Algier with 242, followed with Garrett Wilson, no surprise there, with 237. Damian Pierce, another running back at 223. These are all really tight numbers in here, too. Like Chris Olave, no surprise again, 221. Isaiah Pacheco. What the what heck, the heck All the way at six with 200 points. Then we have Drake London right there with 200 points as well. Can he pick at a quarterback finding himself as the eight spot? George Pickens barely missed it. And Kenny Pickett only played in 12 games. How close was um, Brees, even with having the injury? Yeah, I'd have to. Brees is not on my show sheet. I'd have to go back and look and see how far down Brees was. But he wasn't far, to your point. Yeah. He was he was in the was vicinity. I, if I had to guess, I would say uh, George Pickens was nine. I would say Brees might have been twelve. I think there were still a couple guys before him. So Pickens who makes the list this year? 
Yeah. Is when, what we're telling you now. Yeah, we're telling so, you that now minus the quarterbacks. Right. So this year we pulled quarterbacks out of it just so we had a deeper list and uh, quarterbacks deserve maybe their own show and maybe we'll maybe we'll hit them up. Um, I found that the list was really easy at the top and really difficult at the bottom. So more and more people got involved at the bottom. And we're just going to give you the eight in no particular order. Uh, Swags and I, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we had slightly different order, but the same eight guys, which we found kind of fascinating considering that we literally didn't talk about it at all. Um, so I'll start uh, with a guy on my <laughs> list with uh, a guy I know is also on yours. Like, why don't you talk about it? <laughs> and I was like, Swags hates exactly. to fucking talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Quentin Johnson. And I actually okay. really, I really struggled putting him into this list because, well, we have two bona fide wide receivers right before him. And the more I dug in, um, obviously, you know, anybody listening to the pod is going to say, yeah, but are they going to stay healthy? Yeah, I can't count on injuries for Quentin Johnson to score points. Right. You know what I mean? But you do have to play a narrative this far down the line. Like, let's think about your own rookie drafts when you're when you're drafting at 108, 109. Right. It's, it's getting pretty dicey in there. You probably trade it back. Quite honest, I actually hate it. Yeah, it's a really rough place. I hate to be. that area. <laughs> yeah, so this is where we are, right? We're right on that fringe of whether a guy would make my list or not make my list. And Quentin Johnson squeaked in, and it's that pass volume swag, second highest in the league, second highest in the league. And then, yes, I think you do have to throw the injury possibilities in there because I'm not going to necessarily give it to old man, meaning like Keenan's older than Williams, but Williams has hurt every fucking year, right? Like that's feels like it anyway. So uh, I don't know. Quentin Johnson also has like that that yak in him, right? So like maybe he gets little dump ball passes to kind of warm him up. And as a third wide receiver, maybe he gets a little action that's maybe outside of his primary role after Keenan leaves and he makes shit happen after the catch. So that's my narrative anyway, for Quentin Johnson to make my second top wide receiver drafted. Yeah. That, well, look, well, I was about to, I left out the most important part. You're going to bench your first round pick the whole season. No, he's yeah. going to play. He's going to play. Not. Yeah. He's going to play. Does he take advantage? And is he efficient? And I think he's probably, enough to make a make our top eight because if you look at some of the other names it's, it's harder to come up with justification to put them in yeah glad you brought up the draft capital i've left that out for some reason so i think that's a big part of it <sighs> i'm not very good at projections or i don't like uh, to are you trying them. to trying to give us a loose number on on the kind of like what a well, what do you think like a wide receiver three Hopefully, wide receiver yeah. two range Hopefully, by the end of the yeah. year, maybe. Yeah, you're hoping for that. Like, um, I'd like to see 800 yards, even with that would be Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in and out. Yeah. You know, yeah, that puts them. I think I was trying to think like what Pickens did last year. It puts them right in that rough category. Um, better than Pickens, but not quite. Because um, you had uh, Olave, I think, with nine, right? And then we had uh, Wilson with over a thousand. It's 800 stuff, I guess, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. 800 stuff. 800 is really tough. And and it helps that he's in that pass volume, but he's also got to steal balls away from two pretty talented wide receivers and a running back that wants to catch the ball all day. So it's it's tough to envision that he's not third or fourth in targets. George Pickens or Jamison Williams, dynasty, rest of your life. Rest of your life. <laughs> mm. uh, it's close. Um Probably James Williams for the upside. I think there's just more. There's more there that um, we haven't seen. It gets me a little bit more I know, excited. It's so tough. Yeah, it is tough because you have seen it with Pickens, but what yeah, have it, was, you seen? it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think I would probably slightly lean Williams just because it it's more fun. 
And it has to be because of upside, right? I think it's more fun, and I think it's because of upside. That's the only – this is a horrible analysis, but I think that's why I'm going to go that way. Quinton Johnston and a 2024 first or T. Higgins? I'll take Johnson in the first. That's a tough one for me, yeah. too. I think T- take- I like I think T. Higgins is kind of undervalued or he underappreciated. Is. Or- he is. He is. I'm just getting two firsts for him, though. That's yeah, true. That's I gotta, nice. Two firsts are tough to get for anybody. Yeah, so I think I don't have a choice. I'm not happy about it, but I think I have to do that. Like two firsts. Like oof. we have to be pretty low on Quentin Johnson not to take that. I think or really high on T Higgins. Yeah, and you, you should be right. Like he's a borderline wide receiver one. He's like him and Devonta Smith are right around that area, right? Like mm-hmm. you want that guy. And you know yeah. you want them. Those other two things you don't know. You don't know what that first will turn into in 2024. You have to wait a year for it. And you have no idea what Quentin Johnson is. He could be a bust. You know Higgins is not. So this is definitely not the safe play. All right. <laughs> Let's see who else you got. I thought of something, but I'm going to try to save this question. I'm going to write it down. So another like, guy. What's the next guy? Yeah, another guy on my list that I put in because if you look at last year, uh, there were a lot of running backs, four running backs. So I felt like I have to weave more running backs in than the cream of the crop at the top that we'll all that we, you and I both know we're going to talk about. So when I looked at the other running backs and I looked on who I was going to squeeze in, I thought it tanked. And, and we're hearing a lot of chatter about how these two could – I know we haven't talked about a ton of camp news, but the camp news – when the camp news kind of matches like – what you think the the player is is when I kind of perk my ear up a little bit, and I could see Tank being your first and second down runner, and Etn being the the pass catcher specialty, right? Like that's kind of Etn's thing. I think that's maybe what they want him to be. I don't think they want him to run between the tackles three hundred fifty times a year. So I, this is this is a timeshare I actually could see happening because of the complementary role between the two. So I had to put Tank Bigsby in here. Um, I was happy that you did. I think he just. Uh, He's another guy that was like on the fringe of your list, right? But I was, I was, I felt a little reaffirmed because Swagzilla's ERG put Tank in this list. Man, I'll tell you what though, like I have like a feeling about Tank. I think he's gonna remember how um, Javante kind of started lighting it up second half, mm, sure, with Melvin Gordon, absolutely. And I'm not saying ETN's in the same place Melvin Gordon was in the career at that point, but. Right. But <laughs> I think by midseason, we're really going to see Tank carving in pretty significantly to where ETN teams are are kind of worried. Yeah. I still yeah. have concerns about that list, Frank. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I like Tank a lot. And I think that of this list, when I look at this list that we have here, mm-hmm. I think he is just a potential value. Nice. I hate both those words by the way. Yeah, I but I think do. I think it's like when you're kind of good at swearing. <laughs> I think I used them right and <laughs> Yes, you did. You used them in proper but, context, yes. But man, I I really think take somebody that could go out there and get probably cheaper than anybody else we're going to talk about today. 100% We'll see who who might rival that, but <laughs> I think that the value here is just go out and get some tank. Yeah, no, I I, I think all everything you want to hear right now you're hearing with tank, and again, it we're not saying tank's going to run away with the job. At least I'm not saying that, not not saying that at all. But what I am saying is 
unlike another situation that we might talk about in a few minutes, I feel as though this one makes a lot of sense to me. Like the, the two, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we think about fantasy way too much. We don't think about football. This makes football sense to me. And therefore it's going to make fantasy sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of understand getting excited and I leave it to swags to bring in the strategy part of it. I'm sitting here getting excited. He's telling you what to do with that. Like, like this is the cheapest guy that's going to be on our list. So think about it. If something that we just got done saying to you says, ah, yeah, actually, maybe that is a chance. See, well, see what you can get him for. He's the cheapest one. And what do you do with ETN? <laughs> yeah, that's a nut, right? It's like just rattling off all the dominoes. Yeah. Man, yeah. Same so thing. I don't, I wish I had some Travis ETN to still try to move just for fun. I've had um, a couple people try to trade me him. What That's do those happened. offers look like? Oh, uh, not off the top of my head, but they, they would. It was, much. yeah, it was, it wasn't, uh, didn't make a lot of sense. But, um, I think he's, uh, to use your term, um, uh, gettable now. That's not your term, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, ease of buy. Uh, if you wanted an ETN, this is, this is your time, but, um, do you think you could get like Swift plus for JK Dobbins at this point? I do. Yeah. Like even a little plus or what, yes. what does that? It's not a, it's a like little in one. Inbox. Like, what's that plus have to be? Uh, like, what's the equivalent player you think of, like, for a third? Yeah. Um, that's what I was doing. Or, or, um, can I get Swift and David Njoku? Yeah, that's actually a good, pretty good one. People kind of are yep. starting to like Njoku, aren't they? They are, but I'm getting. I I got them thrown into a trade that I thought um, I got value on them, so I don't, I don't think I everybody feels Swift. that way. I'm trying to. Swift I don't know. And, Just uh, I don't know. If, I wonder if I could do that. I think you could. I think you could. I do. I think. I think there's a uh, there's there are people who are. Um, I think. I think Swift is polarizing right now. I think there's absolutely people that are are stoked about that spot, and I think there's other people that um, are a little bit more like, yeah, but mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, so you'll find somebody, I guess is what I'm saying. It just depends on who, which, which side of the fence they're on. I don't think he's like a slam dunk by any means in Philly. I think there's like definitely 50-50 people. I, I think I'm closer to the, the concern about Swift in that situation. I know you're closer to let me get me, get me, get me some Swift. I, I believe you are. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, um, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like if Swift is as good as he was supposed to be, why did, why did they let him walk? Yeah. It's tough. I hate when teams let other players go and put immediately puts me down on that player. Like I have a hard time like and switching teams is a hard thing to do. You know, like some people are freaking phenomenal at it and some people really fail doing it. Um, I don't know. It's 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 for me, it's definitely raised the um, concern bar. I still really like Swift, though. Like, so I'm going to ride the fence with you or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to rise the fence with a lot of people. But I think because of this and because of the narrative you can write on either side, I think you absolutely could get that to happen. You just got to find the right person that's on the other side. But I, I think that, you that's just it, too, because there are the two sides, mm-hmm. too, that because um, you bring up a lot of good points at Swift. But then you have all the other stuff we already brought up about yep. Dobbins. Like exactly. Neither player. Nope. Has a, what like a fresh, a clean slate? Do yeah, they need a clean fresh slate. slate? I don't know. It, but yeah, it's. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I like, don't like, care about thirds anymore. Sometimes, like when people yeah. offer me that trade, like even though it makes sense, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Like, I kind of want to find the player on their team that they would value the same as that third that I right. might like just a little bit more. Yeah. No, I, 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 
I think third has gotten like this, oh, throw in a third. Oh, throw it. Like when you're in your draft, I think I care about those thirds. But I agree with you between uh, the time after your draft and on, like they do seem to be kind of like, eh. You know who's not eh is another player on my list that made the top eight swags. And oh, please. I'm bringing up he's not eh because I had to put JSN on this list. I just, I, oh, yeah. I understand. I totally understand that he has a situation where it's going to be hard for him to earn a plethora of targets. And I know that they're a run first team, yada, yada, yada. But I'll tell you what, I think the cream rises to the top with JSN. And we're talking about JSN and Addison, like we were talking about Garrett Wilson and Olave. I think these two are just the, the two best wide receivers in this group. And you'll see that in 2023. Uh, keep in mind, Garrett Wilson, what was he like a, a, a back end wide receiver too? Like, 24, I think. Like Garrett Wilson, we're all loving him, right? He was only wide receiver 24, 26. It wasn't like he he Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase that. Um, and I just feel like JSN's one of those players, and I don't think it's I think it's actually chalky to include him in your top ten, to be quite honest. So um, I'm gonna have to bring up uh, JSN. Uh, I know he made your list. Yeah. Well, and he's I hate to say it again, but and he's got the draft capital. I think he's uh-huh. in a pretty decent situation. I don't. I can't think of a reason not to like JSN, other than thinking that Tyler Lockett's going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. I know we're not talking about dynasty, but but still here, JSN. I think just like we talked about with Johnston, is going to carve out a role in this offense. And yeah, I mean, he could start in the slot day one, right? Just just be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think Gino would appreciate that. <laughs> Gino would appreciate that. Yeah. So you know. Maybe those two buddy up and uh, JSN gets uh, 860 yards. And Gino would give him a gold star. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. And if JSN shows out with, with Lockett and Metcalf on that team, we're going to be really high on JSN. Like, if we see him show out with those two people, that means Seattle, like, took it to the next level. Yeah. So I, I, I would like to see that. But it, it, I think it's impossible in a top eight. If you guys try to do this on your own, uh, to leave JSN out because some of the other names are just like I said, hard to hard to argue in. You really have to create stories. I, I like to try to acquire Metcalf and uh, Jerry Judy this uh, off season and Sutton Judy, too on, yeah. on the little bit of the cheaper side that yeah. we already mentioned. But Metcalf and Jerry Judy, I don't think have the same flair that they did a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I think you can go out and get them. I can almost guarantee with all the mocks that I've been doing that uh, Jerry G will be on my Scott Fishbowl team. Doing some Scott Fishbowl mocks. Yeah, like maybe 30 or 40 of them at this point. Holy cow. <laughs> That's 30 to 40 more than I've done. Yeah, I got caught in a group. Uh, I think it was in the uh, I'm, I'm going to go live to the live draft in uh, mm-hmm. Philly this year. So that should be fun. Nice. And uh, because I guess I was in a, a big chat group there and somebody jumped in and um yeah, so there's a there's a lot of mocks going on. Fun stuff. I love mocks. You know I love mocks. They yeah. mean almost nothing, but they're so fun. Something to do. Yeah, something to do. You loosely <laughs> mentioned Addison. I did loosely mention Addison. And Addison has to be in here, right, Swags? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if, you know, I went too far by saying here's our next Olavi and Garrett Wilson. I didn't see you cringe, but, um, you know, believe it or not, dude, the Vikings were third most in pass attempts last year. So we're, we're dealing with another pass-happy team. And Jefferson's not going to be getting all the balls here, right? So we now we have a situation where Addison could... 
be the second or third target given the week. Because I say second or third because I'm not going to ignore Hawkinson. I don't think right. you should. But that's a juicy place to be in, in a top three pass offense. It, the second or third target. Um, I think Kirk Cousins gets a little underplayed because he's just not sexy like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a good quarterback that produces a lot of fancy points for our guys. And I think Jordan Addison uh, made my list very early on. Yeah, and I agree with you for second and third. He's probably going to be the second wide receiver on that team, though. Oh, absolutely. Right yep. away. He's right away. got a great opportunity. You know it's there. Yep. Yeah, so that was an easy one for you, too, then? Yeah. It- yeah. They get a little it, easier as you go. It might even be easier than like Johnson, Johnson or JSN. It is just because you know what I mean. Yep. Like we, I think I wanted to be Johnston a little bit more because I have mm-hmm. more of him because right. of where you could get him. Like we mentioned that yep. like eight to ten area that you mm-hmm. just kind of hate. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather try to get like move back to the ten spot and yep. get a mid second at that point. Yep. But then you're like, eh, why? I might. I guess I'll just take Johnston. Uh, I love Addison as a route runner. He's a smaller guy, so I know that's not your cup of tea. Where Quinton Johnson is definitely more that prototypical body. Um, so I, I, I get. I could. I, I love that you talked out loud about you know basically the two parts of your brain. Right, there's one part of your brain that's really attracted to Quinton, and that side is the value and the body type you want to see. And then you look at Addison's situation, and you're like, oh, I do like that. I mean, who doesn't want yeah. an immediate return, right? I think you have to be less patient with Addison. I think uh, we'll get to see Addison shine sooner than later, and yep. it's, it's more fun, right? He's and, more and anybody that's been with us mm-hmm. knows I like stacks, and you you mm, know I probably have a decent lot of Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Just that- accidentally <laughs> walked into Herbert. <laughs> that's a great thing to accidentally and- walk into. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so so Johnston. It's just hope. I it's so, you, it's so much hope. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, it's a first round pick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hope. He's a first round pick. Yeah. I mean, don't they all hit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a there's another there's there's two more guys on my list of eight. Uh, there's four more guys on our list of eight. We've covered four guys. There's four more guys on on our list of eight. They're all running backs, and they're all running backs. And I would argue that two of them might not even make somebody else's top eight, and two of them will be in almost everyone's top eight. So these guys are very very different group. I'm going to talk about the lower group first. So the two guys that might not be on everybody's list for me are Dave, Davon A-Chain and Roshan Johnson. These are two guys that you and I are a little different on. I think you probably are higher on Roshan than A-Chain. And I have both of them on this list because, A, they're running backs, and, B, I think they're in both, at least currently, as long as Cook doesn't go to Miami, um, in decent situations with not a ton in the running back room. So Davon A-Chain, Roshan Johnson – made our not my made our top eight yeah and so let's talk about the a chain first yes the there there are a couple things that it's it's really interesting how fast that team <laughs> got yeah. by drafting a chain yeah it's pretty sick and having Tua have him <laughs> tyreek and waddle waddle it's ridiculous and A-Chain said he wants to put on size, so at least he's acknowledged that. And one of the things, you know, he said that he's never had to not train for track, and he's been able to put on some weight, and that's something he's trying to do. So 
it intrigues me. I, I, I think like the, he kind of even acknowledged that a little bit and, you know, it's part of his game, but also that he's, he's trying to put on a little bit of weight. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I would say I've come around a little bit. It's a little riskier, but I think you're still right on the fact that I think that I probably want Johnson a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really, it's really intriguing what they've put together down there in Miami and I'm kind of into it. I think there's a chance that this offense gets a nickname by the end of the year. Like, you know, what was the, what was the Rams, uh, the greatest show on turf? Right, because they were just they, mm. they had like like a sick aerial attack. I think Miami. We're already talking about how fast they are. Wait till we see those three different players on the field at the same time running their like ridiculous speeds. Um, obviously, again, all this changes if Cook goes to Miami, changes quite a bit. But my biggest concern and your biggest concern, I can I can say this because we've talked about it, is a chain size, and this is mm-hmm. for twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't for the next five years, and I'm saying A chain's gonna just you know tr- trump the the, the fact yeah, that he's under 200 pounds. Point. I only have to worry about next year. I only have to worry about his youngest, healthiest year, um, and and that's why I felt like I just couldn't without a cook sign could not put him um, outside my eight. I just feel like it was too fun to put him there. Yeah, and Roshan, right? Roshan, um, who you just said might be uh, above A chain for you. Wonderful size. Backed up Bijan. We all know that. We all we all talk about how he backed up Bijan. He had 649 yards and seven touchdowns and limited duty. But what's not talked about is his versatility. He's actually Roshan's a pretty versatile back, and versatility tends to get you three down work and keep you on the field longer. So I don't know, man. Um, I'm starting to come around more on Roshan. Yeah. Point. I, I think people accidentally like Herbert too much. Maybe. You know, I was I when you asked me this question a month and a half ago, I was I was in the Herbert camp. I've seen Herbert. I went with what I saw, and uh, the more I talked to 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 other people like you and heard their points and their defenses for Roshan, the more I started getting you know not a Damian Pierce vibe, but kinda right, like underutilized mm-hmm. in college, but has all the right things on tape. You look at him and he looks he looks I don't want to say a beast because people overuse that, but he. He looks like a, a three down back to me. Like he, he, yeah. he fits the part where I feel like Khalil Herbert, not tiny by any means. I'm not trying to say that it's a black and white situation, but Roshan just, he really fits the mold uh, for a running back. And I think out of all the positions on the field, the running back mold is the one I care most about. I know we just got done talking about a chain and, and now here I am going like size matters, but no. no and I think <laughs> they're going to have to run the ball. Yeah, exactly. They got to take some pressure off Fields. You, you yep. said you like Fields. I think that they need that in the game. There's no mm-hmm. David Montgomery anymore. Yep. Herbert's not that guy. Yep. Even if he's utilized, you know, I, yep. I don't think he's that guy. Chicago was top three in run attempts last year. Now, a lot of that's Fields. But I don't think they want Fields running around all or, all day either. I think they do want to pull that back. Like that that was running back first, quarterback second. I think they want to start to – that's what I expect to see, right? We've all expect everyone who's getting excited about fields. Don't you expect him to pass more efficiently? Isn't everyone saying, oh, he might take that Jalen Hurts hop, you know? So like I like DJ more. Yeah. So they're going to want to run fields a little less, <laughs> you know, rather than mm-hmm. all time running records. Like, I think they want to steer away from that. So that gives more rushing attempts to the running backs in this room, which is which are very, very shallow. You got Herbert and Rochelle Johnson. Oh, I actually, what's his name before, is there before we get to uh 
Bajan and yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who is that? Who's that? Foreman? Yeah, Foreman's still there, too. Neither of us. That doesn't matter, right? Too worried. Yeah, neither. His well, son? we don't care. I trust that. you. If you don't, I don't. I don't think we have to. <laughs> yeah, something I, I feel he'll, like I don't. He'll touch the ball, but. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's a depth piece. I agree. So this year, 2023, mm-hmm. JSN, Johnston, or Addison, like rank that. Like how, what, for 2023, who do you want hypothetically in your Scott Fishbowl? JSN, Addison, and who? Quinton Johnston. Addison. Then? Mm, that one's tough. Addison. I'm going to probably go JSN. I think I'm going to go Johnston. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I really don't. I, if I think about it a little longer, I might go to your side. But I'm, Just but I'm Addison. you want Herbert to throw 5,000 yards, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. I rather like I just went to the lower pass offense, and you went to the higher pass offense, and they're in similar. Kind of yeah, and they're in similar. And I know you, you said that. No, was that you said the Vikings were third? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, the Vikings oh, were third. Right. Yeah, Vikings were third, and Herbert over there is Herbert's real high too. Uh, second, Herbert's second, and Minnesota is. Oh, the, the, you guys love me. It's third. Yep, you got it right. Yep, Minnesota's third, and yeah. Man. So yeah. I, okay, so man, this is a tough one. <laughs> it's fun, to but talk I think about I'm going to go Johnston, Addison, JSN. Wow. All right, all right. At least you, at least we'll, you admitted up front. We'll there's a little bit of bias about this in there because I could see like changing this a little bit <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, but man, I hear you. Maybe we even just have a season long like Johnston versus Addison watch. I think these three wide receivers are the three we'll watch all season. Naturally, on our show, I think these are the three guys that we're going to see pop into our top 12 throughout the season. Mm. Yeah, I think these guys, you know, it's not going to be week one. It definitely won't. Remember, Justin Jefferson wasn't week one either. Um, So it's not going to be like that. But these three will very commonly, you know, when we start, like, getting into week 10, 11, and 12, we'll expect one of these three or two of these three or if not all three to make the top 12. This yeah. is your cream. This is your cream. These are your first round picks. Sorry, I meant to ask you that before we got out of the wide receivers. Yeah, no, that's a great one. And I'm glad that you did that because we have the cream of the crop at running back to, to, to segue straight over to. So we have Bijan Robinson and Jamar Gibbs as, I would say, a consensus. If anyone out there does a top eight, I would have a really hard time saying that both Gibbs and Bijan. Everybody knows Bijan's in the top ten or top eight, um, and most people put Bijan first. I think he's the easy one. He's going to be that guy that becomes our Saquon Barkley in year one swags where we're not going to want to talk about him because everyone's going to be talking about Bijan. This is your guy. There's no doubt about it. ESPN projects him to be RB3 on the season. Wow. With 246 carries, 1,139 yards, and 50 catches for 378 yards and nine touchdowns for total. That's ESPN projecting him right now. Uh, that gives him 255 fantasy points in PPR scoring. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, pretty Saquon Barkley-esque. But uh, I, I'm going to have a hard time, to be quite honest, not seeing something in that range because he's just got an enormous opportunity. I know there's some Tyler Algier stuff kicking up right now. I think that just tells us that he's not evaporated. I think that also tells us that I mean, he might start off as a week one token starter. But we all know this is Bijan's backfield. Jameer Gibbs is the one that you could argue a little bit more about where he belongs on a top eight. And I know that, uh, you know, you're excited about having him in Detroit, but you're also trying not to discount Montgomery. Do you, man, do you think Tyler Algier will start week one? I think they could have a token thing like that, you know, where he's like 
like at the bottom of the screen, he gets the first carry or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's going to be over for him. So it's like, it's one of those, <laughs> you know what I mean? It is like, it was over it's for him during the draft. Over. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he's over. not the guy anymore. Like he's done. Like, I so, think he'll get the reps um, in preseason and I it'll think, be over before I that. He, I think he could finish with six or 700 rushing yards too. I think he, sure. could, he could be involved. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, I just He's think Gus Edwards. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a reason I think he'll start week one is just because they have to like just give him some sort of like nod, you know, like yeah. nice year last year, dude. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that <laughs> so a little rough? We're not retiring your number, but this is kind <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we'll have to make a point to talk about Bijan though, because I think he's gonna yeah. give, he's gonna give us a lot of fun. Um, I think Gibbs will too. What what are your thoughts on Gibbs and, and Detroit and and how you see that balance going with Montgomery early on and and eventually later? Because uh, you know the, it's hard to ignore that top twelve draft capital. Yeah, I mean it definitely is. I think that, and we already talked a little bit about David Montgomery and. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I can't think of a situation that David Montgomery would be in where I didn't want to sell him anyway, mm-hmm. to be yeah. honest with you. Yep. But having them draft Gibbs where they did definitely makes me kind of want to get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, I don't think sure. David Montgomery is going to be in the way as, as much as we think. Yep. Um, That's kind of where I'm at. And that there's a couple guys that didn't make this list that mm, there, there's reasons the for that yep. too, you know, like, and, but the, given the team situation, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to tease the, even the names too much, but I feel like Detroit would be more apt to get their rookie, the opportunities drafted at 12. Mm. And the, yeah. I think the David Montgomery is inferior to Kenneth Walker. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> which, which is why I think a couple other players maybe didn't make this list a little bit. I think Gibbs yeah. is the superior talent to maybe both of those, like Walker yeah. and even yeah. um, David Montgomery, who I know right. like Walker and David Montgomery aren't on the same team. Fernando knows what I'm yeah, trying I know to exactly do and not do here. But, <laughs> so... To, to me, I, I just feel like Gibbs is going to get that opportunity that you saw Jamal Williams have, or that's what they're hoping, you know, plus some mm-hmm. of the pass catching upside that Swift offered. Yep. I think that Gibbs is more of an all around back than Dave Montgomery at this point in their career. Montgomery's aging out, you know, and that you too. mentioned that cheap contract to Dave Montgomery, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just not too concerned. I think that Campbell wants to run the hell out of this ball. Yep. I honestly think he was hoping that Swift would be a part of that as well. And mm-hmm. they'd have like a, almost like a three headed monster, but Maybe. I think it's going to be just these two guys. And I think that, I think that Gibbs is going to go to great shot, man, just because of the way Dan Campbell wants to play this year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this player as well. And that mm-hmm. is that is our top eight, guys. That's our top eight. Swags and I, right on the mark. Uh, there was no compromising, which I'm stunned. But um, if there's somebody on this list that you're surprised didn't make it, 
maybe that name that Swags was bringing up without bringing we're gonna up. We're going to guess we'll, them. We'll get, we'll we're get gonna to guess them. those players. We're going to guess who you think we should have had on here. <laughs> exactly. Guess the hate. Guess it. I got some names that come to mind right away. Put in code fever everywhere and save some kind of money. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Just try it. DynastyNerds.com. I know it works and you'll save 15%. It does. CampusCanton.com. I know it works and you'll save 10%. Also works there. Honestly, though, like they, I see both those places offering some good, you know. Yeah, deals themselves. Yeah. Some nice deals. So check yeah. those out, too. That time of year. He is the one and only at Artbark TV. I am one of many at Swagzilla Zero G's. We are at Rookie Fever everywhere here. There we are. Out. When you kiss me, when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun that's up the daytime, moonlight of the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know I'm gonna treat you right. Rookie fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. That is something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scout and he's never done this to be and run I told you anyone Signs and speech just unreal and spot not ideal Wait, what's this breakout age for rookie fever stage? Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend I'll get a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soup Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever.